This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So, you know, one thing I can say about the Transformers property, you know, this, this thing has been going on for decades, longer than I thought it would go on. I mean, I was out when I was a kid. Now, a lot of you youngsters out there, you know, y'all used to those sophisticated billion dollar budget transformers out there. You know, the ones that got a million moving parts in them and mm. want to look like damn junk, junk heaps turn into robots and shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, that's that's and then some there's some movies where they simplified a little bit and they look cool. I will admit that Bumblebee I liked. They even I even sort of enjoyed the last movie that came out, uh, Rise <laughs> of the Beast, which is why we're talking about the movie that we have today. Prime. This is about the fate of all living things. Unicron is coming. Oh, Unicron, boy. See, I used to that big $200 million budget Unicron right there. Y'all used to that million dollar prime that y'all had right there. But you know what? Uh, oh, and now you got... Robots turn into gorillas and rhinos and <laughs> birds, birds and, uh, yeah, and hawks cheetahs, and all that kind of stuff. Cheetahs. Yeah, yeah. You know, all, all of this is great. I'm glad I'm glad that y'all have it. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you're getting the Transformers that we wish that we had when I was a kid. But when I had when I when I was a kid, maybe I didn't get the Transformers that I wanted like this, you know, looking at them in real life. But I got all the Transformers that I need. And I got all of it. Not only from the Saturday morning cartoon show, but I got even more than I bargained for, more than I wanted, out of the movie that came out in 1986, before Transformers, the Michael Bay movies, there was Transformers, the movie. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. Transformers, the movie. The Decepticons! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that is Transformers the movie. Came out in 1986, and this one blew a lot of people away, man, as far as fans goes, especially the, the, the fans who were kids. Because when you saw this at the movie theater, it was way edgier, yeah, way darker than the Saturday morning cartoon. And there was no transition to that, by the way, you know, with them. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping your face with them. care. Nah, yeah, it was just one day, it was this kid's cartoon, and then another day it ended up being this heavy metal, violent-ass cartoon that was kind of a, a, for a more mature audience. And a lot of people just, you know, they, they didn't expect it, man. Didn't know what to expect. Even the trailers looked, uh, you see the trailer right here, even the trailers sold something a little different than what you saw on the Saturday morning cartoon shows. And repeating what I said earlier, when this came out, I remember, I remember being brokenhearted because I was about, I was a hardcore Transformers fan mm. at that point, you know, because I, listen, I, I was there day one. 
All right. When the when the Autobots got here to Earth and they were running from the Decepticons and Cybertron was in trouble, I had that back, man. <laughs> you know? I was like I was like every other kid who was being sold on what they call 30 minute commercials. Like, fuck, yeah, the commercials. Yeah. And they're the coolest fucking commercial we've <laughs> ever seen. And I want those toys, man. And, but I want my cartoon, too. So but I was 11 when they came out, maybe 12. So by the time this movie came out, I was 15. And, you know, I was in it, man. And I saw that they would. And plus, I was into animation mm -hmm. and I, I was really into animation that was more adult. So I said, well, this is this is interesting. I'm a little older now. You know, maybe I'm not into Transformers as much as I used to be, but I still am a hardcore fan. But they're also doing something a little more adult here. And so I was like, all right, I'm really curious to see what this is about. Saw so it in the theater and loved it just for what they were attempting to do. Uh, I remember hoping people would make it a hit. I was like, oh man, you know what? I remember the time I said, you know what? I'm not the only hardcore fan out here. They 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 gonna show up. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know the the uh, you know the, the those uh, those those bot heads. <laughs> you know, we gonna show up and and we gonna support. And the movie opened up and it bombed. Yeah, 14th place Oof. didn't even open up in the top 10. 14th place critics were pissed. I read so many reviews where it insinuated, why did you send me to this shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little overwhelming, you know, in any context. Critics were show. like, I know nothing about this. I, I, I'm, an, I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> uh, this is, a, this, this, again, this is just, they're not 30 minute commercials anymore. This is an hour commercial, almost an hour and a half commercial. So, you know, you, know, you have me out here watching something I know nothing about and I could be watching real cinema. Yeah, they were pissed, and parents were pissed. Were because, they? Yeah, oh, because people, it was violent. Yeah, because you know, the, and it, and, it, and it did upset some kids. Yeah. Mm. And they had a writer uh, uh, letter writing campaign. Yeah, right? no, yeah. It, it, and I'm not talking about like it upset kids. Like they were walking out traumatized, crying. They were pissed. Okay. <laughs> kids were kids were mad. Damn. How dare you? How dare you do this? What did they do? That that thing in there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no. How dare you do this? Who, do you, who the hell do you think you are? So. You know, with this movie here, as I'm watching it 40 years later, because uh, I've watched it in bits and pieces since I was uh, since I saw it at the time. Right. But never, I haven't watched it in its entirety since uh, those those three times I watched it in the theater when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So watching it in its entirety again, it's something where I can understand what everyone was talking about, good and bad, back in the day. Hmm. Because this has sure. gone on to be a cult hit. Yeah. A cult, you know, when it went to video. I think many people still view this as the best Transformers movie. Me? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it right now. Me, yes. Oh, Bumblebee yes, is great. Bumblebee, Bumblebee is great. Bumblebee is great. Yeah, Bumblebee, I would say Bumblebee is probably kind of right next to it. Because okay. this yeah. is its own thing, man. It, it very much is, yeah. It's, you know, I, but I understand what everyone's talking about. Those who love it, those who hate it. I get it, man. I get it. Because this movie, uh, so just to give you a hint of what this is about. The synopsis. That's a quick synopsis. So uh, for anybody who knows Transformers, you know, it's, it, let, let's just say that Transformers has entered our pop culture that a lot of people do. You know, you, you know, at this point, even your mom and daddy know about the battle on Cybertron. <laughs> You know, between the Decepticons. Oh, they do. They do. They've, they've heard you talking about it as you beg for those toys. <laughs> I got to save Cybertron, Mama. Give me the I toys. need the Autobots so I can go save Cybertron <laughs> with the Decepticons. So buy me the toys. Yeah. It's, it's, this is important. <laughs> so everybody knows about the war between the, the Autobots and the Decepticons over Cybertron. Well, this movie takes place in 2005. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which they had no idea that 2005 was going to be one of the most generic fucking years ever. Mm. <laughs> but this treats 2005 like it's the space it's age. It's the future, future, future. Yeah. And 2005, it looks like the Decepticons have taken over Cybertron. They've actually kind of won this war a little bit. So the Autobots, they've, they're not giving up. They're still trying. But it's going to be a lot tougher now because in the middle of all this fighting, it looks like with a few sacrifices, the Autobots might finally have the upper hand. However, there's a bigger threat out there because there always is. Big ass planet that eats other planets and also turns into a robot. <laughs> so... <laughs> Unicron. <laughs> Unicron is out there. Unicron somehow, someway has found the leader of the Decepticons, Megatron, and says, you know what? If you help me to destroy Cybertron and especially that punk ass Optimus Prime or whoever he has taken up for him now, you know what? There'll be a great reward for you. Like what? I'll let your ass live. Well, <laughs> 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 live, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a deal. So that's where this movie picks up, just to give you a little bit of a, of a, of a as you say, a synopsis, synopsis here. So the movie itself, as far as understanding the critics behind this, I get it, man. It's confusing, narratively thin. It's unfocused. At the same time, I would say that it's bold. It's really ambitious. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Maybe too ambitious. It's extremely dark. Yep. I mean, I, I knew it was violent, but man, there really are some things that disturbed me here. And yeah. I'm not just saying that as a Transformers fan. <laughs> they literally open up with genocide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, well, don't get at me. I got oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> You know, the, it, it, I, I would say this. I think it's more sincere than those. Uh, say, it, it, listen, it might be all over the place, but I think it's more sincere than those uh, uh, Michael Bay movies. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, you know, listen, Hasbro, they could like, listen, just make a, a show about selling toys. Mm -hmm. But I feel like along the way, certainly season one, this is like a sequel to season two. This is 20 years after season mm -hmm. two. Right. And it feels like, you know, the people that worked on the show, the Rise of Amber is like, OK, yeah, we can do that. But we can bring in like a lot of lore. We can bring in these characters and give them arcs and, and we can end some of their stories and have their stories continue on with new people. And so, you know, watching this and again, before, uh, like, because I only seen like the Michael Bay movies and then eventually I saw Bumblebee's like, oh, there's the heart that people have been talking about Transformers. Okay, I kind of get it. And then after I, I saw this movie and I started to understand now why people loved it so much because <laughs> there is a lot there that just hasn't, that just, that uh, these other filmmakers just haven't focused on. Hmm. And it's like, oh, there's a lot you can appreciate uh, from this. And these filmmakers certainly did. They had these grand ideas and I feel like despite, you know, being beholden to Hasbro, uh, they were trying to do something a little different. Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciated what they did with this movie. Yeah. It feels like the, the, the writers are pushing the boundaries in a very limited space. Yeah. Okay. You are, you know, you, they're, they're trying to tell a more mature uh, story here. You know, they're trying to do more mature storytelling, but they're trying to do it in the confines of a toy commercial. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's mean that's so that, you know, that's that you had some writers in there who were getting, they were trying to get away with as much as they could. And they, they could because these were robots. Yeah. You know, it's almost like as, as long as there's, hey, robots don't bleed. As long as there's no blood, you can pull the limbs off of them. You can melt them, roast them, you know, beat the shit out of them, whatever you want to do. Disintegrate them. You disintegrate. You can do whatever you want to do because there's always a chance you can build them and bring them back and whatnot, which is true. But still, man, these so so the, the robots in in the Transformers universe and in this movie, they still live 
quote unquote, and they still die. You know, they still feel pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so if all we know, they have souls or whatever. So killing them in violent ways and some of the ways that they do kill them is really disturbing, man. Especially when there's so much death one after another. I mean, really, it's like, give it five minutes. Somebody's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> And they might not die pleasantly either. They ain't gonna die in battle. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna, die, they're gonna die looking stupid or having their <laughs> dignity taken away. Or they're gonna be, you know, there's not gonna be any justice for their death. It's, it's, uh, or it's gonna be gruesome and agonizing. Now you'll see what I'm talking about. It sounds like I'm exaggerating. I'm not, man. Uh, and they kill off a lot of main characters in the beginning. Uh, and as you were saying, man, I mean, to, they, and they let you know they ain't fucking around at the beginning of this movie because they say, listen, we. We're going to kill people. In fact, we're going to kill a whole planet. They 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 go in and, and uh, the first thing they do is commit genocide. And and they, they they show you that we're not afraid to kill anyone. We're going to kill. We're going to kill these, these this mama, this daddy, these kids. We're going to kill whole families. We'll kill whole societies. We'll kill a whole world. See, that guy probably just cured robot cancer. <laughs> about to destroy this planet already. Scientists is going about their day. So they wanted to establish, you know, that, that nothing's off limits here. So they showed you families, kids running around. And the movie in Unicron said, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's a very apocalyptic opening, man. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, they want to let you know also that death here, because anytime, you know, the Autobots and, the, and the, the Decepticons are fighting, if anybody had to go down, they never did. But if somebody went down, it was going to be heroic, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's going to go down probably with one last speech. They're going to have a hero's death. They showed you here that, no, nah, when people die, they're scared. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's, then it's painful. You remember this, that part, those two ships, they thought they, well. Oh, that they got those away. Those two ships, and there was one ship that got, that got away. Yeah. You know they were talking shit before yeah, they left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck you, Unicron. <laughs> no, well, yeah, fuck oh. you. Got your ass. What'd you say? Oh, shit. Ah! <laughs> oh, and you can hear the guy screaming, and you can hear the guy, like, he's screaming in, in fear and pain. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. So there's a lot of people also look at this and they say the style was even different. I recognize that when I saw it. It had a little bit more of a budget. The animation's mm-hmm. better. Yeah. yeah, the animation's better. And they always had studios in Korea and Japan that did this, but this one has like a straight up anime look to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I want y'all to see that because one thing I can't say about the animation here is that being that this is all hand drawn, see what they, if they had to do this today, yeah, that would be CG. Mm. Mm. And yeah, all that true. is hand drawn. Right, right. That's why it looks so good. Yeah. All, look, at, look at all the detail that yeah. they had to draw in there. That's, 
That is not rotoscoped, I don't think. That is not, maybe some of this stuff. I don't know what they did for all of this. Yeah, but that, you know, a lot of this stuff is hand drawn, man. I love the backgrounds in this. Oh yeah. Just like the, it's it, cause you know, in the original show, yeah. if you look at it, like space is just, it's just black with stars. Yeah. But here it's like, it's a mixture of reds and blues mm -hmm. and purples and things. You yeah. see the cosmos. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. This is a sense of character. A lot of people said that this was, the movie that got them into anime, mm. you know, and it's not gateway, even, it's a gateway. Yeah, 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 that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's not really considered to be anime because it's distributed here in America. Marvel Productions, by the way, oh, was that's involved right. with this. Yeah, that's right. They were doing the the comic book adaptations at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So they did. Their name is at the beginning of this, but yeah, a lot of people <laughs> say it has such an anime look to it that that got them into anime, and it mm. does very much has an anime look to it. So the movie's uh, a cult classic now. But like I said, I can see why this failed in the beginning because this is suffering. I don't know. You can tell me how you feel about this. Just haven't seen it. Sure. And Martin, you haven't seen it in a long time. Long time. But you can chime in. I, I believe that this is suffering from a case of who is this made for? Mm. Because yeah. it was kind of, it was everywhere. Uh, it was violent and very proud of its cast. You know, I remember them announcing yeah. the cast. Uh, they swoop in. Yes, yeah, so swoop. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, I like look at who we got. Got Spock in there, you know. They, Spock, it, Spock. Spock. <laughs> he transformed into a Vulcan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you know they they brought those names up and they I just scrolled through and they they made sure to stay on and let you know look at who look at who we bought right, right. stuff and Robert this is, Stack yeah, yeah Robert Stack, Stack yeah. Lionel Stander <laughs> and, Orson and Orson Welles. Yeah. See the thing is they're putting on all these names like some of these names you might know and as a kid. We knew Leonard Nimoy. Uh, as a kid, we knew Judd Nelson because they were in movies at the time, or they, you know, Star Trek was really popular as far as films went. But then people like Robert Stack, that's that's people that your grandma might know. You yeah, know? yeah, he was Elliot Ness from The Untouchables. Yeah, yeah, Robert Stack uh, and Orson Welles. You know, they were real proud of these names. And so these are names where kids are like, so? <laughs> I didn't care. You know, and, and, and and they're acting like, you know, adults would appreciate this, but adults are like, adults ain't no, no Transformers movie. So I guess movie. I was 21 when this came out. And mm. honestly, Orson Welles being a voice in it made me go, oh, well, this is going to be an <laughs> a, a, a upper echelon production. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that name did mean something to me. Um, as far as this failing, you have to think about how it's, it's kind of a typical thing that movies, that uh, uh, theater releases of, of animated movies based on TV shows that are mm -hmm. running currently that people see for free, they tend to fail. They tend to not do well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one, I see, I think this one failed though, because it, it again, who is this trying to appeal to? I mean, not you, I know you never recognize Orson Welles, but believe me, you are a special case. I know. I, <laughs> yeah, because, hey, I, 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 I recognize that. Yeah. yeah because, because <laughs> most, most adults, most adults are just not going to give a shit. And like, I don't, I don't love Orson Welles enough to go see him in the Transformers. And the kids are not going to know who Orson Welles is. So, again, who is this meant for? And that was a big problem because, you know, a lot of kids are going to have to be taken to this movie by their parents. And so the parents are going to be sitting up there wondering what the hell is going on. The kids are probably going to be taken aback by the tone that this is terrified the, the, <laughs> that, the, that the movie took. Because, see, when the movie starts, 
when the movie starts out, you know, they, they this, this is a continuation of the Saturday morning cartoon. That's the big thing. Like you say, it was yeah. season two. Well, well it's, it, it takes place after season two, but it's 20 years in the future. And I mean, already that's like, oh, whoa, like I'm used to like, what are you talking about? Like, so all these main characters are now much older now and the, and the whole, you know, circumstances. And there's a lot of context missing. Mm. It's already fans are probably confused, especially kids yeah. are already confused. And like for critics are like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who these characters are. Some of these characters were just made for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah it's, 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 this is, you know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's an, and it's overwhelming. It's confusing because you try to bring, this is why critics hate it because you bring them in there. And if they, first of all, they probably have not been watching Saturday morning cartoon. These yeah. are grown ass people. And mm. even if so, even if they kind of dabbled in it, all of a sudden this is taking a big time jump and they haven't kept up with it long enough to know even what was happening at the time that was on TV. So they try, <laughs> but they try to get people caught up. They got like, they got just a mysterious narrator who don't come in no more. <laughs> just some dude narrating for about, um, you know, 30 seconds and then he's out. He's just in there long enough to tell you what's happening. Then I'm gone. It is the year 2005. The treacherous Decepticons have conquered the Autobots' home planet of Cybertron. Oh, Seinfeld's coming on. <laughs> secret staging grounds on two of Cybertron's moons, the valiant Autobots prepare to retake their homeland. See, that, like, and the critics like, who gives a f- I don't know what the hell, I don't, what does that mean? I don't know what's happening. What's a Cybertron? Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that what they do with these uh, these anime movies that keep coming out now? What's yeah. that? Like the ones you go see. Like that, Dragon Ball? That, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, or just the one with the, with the ghost train or. Yeah, to see, but you know, those. Piece. Yeah, those have a very specific fan base in a very specific, well-defined genre or space. Mm-hmm. There, there's also another part of it too. Um, those those shows are made in Japan or Asia, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, how they approach animation is very different from the West. Like they make, you know, shows for like everybody. They, they just view animation as a medium. Where here in the West, it's still like, animation's for kids. Did not, I yeah. mean, of course we still have, we do have adult animation, but it's not, it didn't proliferate. It's not theatrical. Whereas in Japan, that's all the time. And so it's like, oh yeah, they did a new Dragon Ball movie. I'm gonna go check that out. And, yeah. and, and it does so well here. And because those films and those franchises have been all, all, uh, around for so long, you know, for what, this point, what, 20, 30, 40 years yeah. in some cases, then they feel like confident <laughs> enough to release them. Yeah. You know, where, but this, this is kind of ahead of its time. I guess it just came well, out the wrong time period. Well, almost. also, it just jumped from one thing to another. You know, Dragon Ball Z, that if they do change, they've had a long progress because it did start out with like these characters as kids and yeah. it got a little more edgy as it, as it evolved. So like Harry Potter. Yeah. But, you know, uh, that's either gradual or, you know, the, the, it's, it's been the same thing as a movie or as a TV show be- before it became a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, with this, all of, all of a sudden, it just one day decided, like, we're just going to be for adults <laughs> well, for no reason. Do you think the, the decision to make it, you know, more adult oriented was influenced by, say, heavy metal or the Ralph Bakshi movies that were coming out? No, no. I, I think don't know. It, I'm not sure. I, I would. No, because for one, those movies were out a long time ago and they weren't successful enough to mm. start a trend. Right, right. I think uh, <clears throat> I think what you had a case of, uh, you had writers who were, they said, this is a movie. You know, we got a little more, we can push the boundaries a little bit more. Mm. Somebody told them that they could. Mm. And somebody just thought, well, yeah, why not? You know, these are boys that love these cars. So they make it a little bit edgier, but mm. I think they kind of pushed it a little bit too far. Too mm. ambitious, maybe. Yeah, it was a little too ambitious. Yeah, no, it's, it was... Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think you just have writers who just had you know had certain liberties, and it just didn't work for the right medium they were working in, or at least this show. Uh, 
but then they do something that they never did. Because see, you're coming out from the cartoon. Let's see, that's the thing, it's just a big jump. It's, it's jarring. You're coming out from the cartoons. Yeah, these, these robots fought all the time, but you know, it's a cartoon. Everybody's going, you know, they'll, they'll fight for a little bit, then they'll break it up, and then they'll, no, nobody's hurt, and everybody walk away, I'll get you next time, bitch. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happens in the shows. All of a sudden, we get to this movie, and in the Saturday morning cartoon, when they start fighting, never killed each other, they actually kill each other here. Ironhide, report to me at once. Every time I look into a monitor. That's another, that, see, that's the fuck. That's another thing. So that's another thing with this is that uh, the writing is not all that, it's not all that great, man. So again, if it was writing for a Saturday morning cartoon, that, that'd be fine. But you know, they come in here and it's, and when it starts out, that's another thing that catches people off guard. The writing is on a Saturday morning cartoon level. Mm. The voice acting is on a Saturday morning cartoon level. You know, because they, 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 for you to recognize the, the the personalities of the characters, they make them very broad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Optimus Prime is very serious. And Ironhide, I'm very country and redneck. Ironhide, report to me at once. Every time I look into a monitor, Prime, my circuit sizzle. When are we going to start? You want that black people on TV? Student <laughs> <laughs> deceptive jobs. I want you to make a special run to Autobot City on Earth. Earth. But, <laughs> listen, Ironhide, we don't have enough. God damn it. <laughs> on cubes to power a full scale assault. And. <laughs> the writing is on that Saturday morning cartoon level to where they got to make sure that kids, if they have never seen it, they got to, you know, say everybody has to say that name several times mm. so that everybody can get caught up on who's who. So when you start asking for the toys at the store, you know exactly <laughs> what names to ask for. Jazz to Moon Base 2! Jazz to Moon Base 2! Bumblebee and Spike here. We're about to send up a shadow. Any Decepticon shenanigans in your area? All clear, Jazz. Hey, Ironhide, tell my son Daniel I miss him. And tell him not to worry. I'll be coming home as soon as we've kicked Megatron's tail across the galaxy. So, so this, is, this, is, this, is, man, this is straight up kids writing, right? Mm -hmm. and, for all, and, and parents are sitting there, you know, the whole time thinking, all right, you know, music's a little louder. You know, they just killed a bunch of planets of kids and whatnot. But, <laughs> but you know, this is, this is still relatively tame right now. It's, you know, it's all right. We get it. It's a movie. But then it gets to a point in the film where Megatron just finally says, you know what? I'm tired of fucking with these robots, man. These Autobots kill everybody. We ain't, what day is this? It's not Saturday. All right, cool. We, we don't have to like be kid friendly anymore. So he, that, at the beginning of the movie, they go and they, they massacre major characters. <laughs> I remember sitting there thinking, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Get up! Get up! <laughs> that freaked me out when the, when the smoke came the out of his mouth and, yeah. and his eyes started kind of blinking off yeah. and on. It was like blood yeah, coming. I was like, oh, did they just kill everybody? And I thought they were going to get up. Yeah. And they never did.
Yeah. This was almost too easy. And it was. Yeah. He's like, well, why didn't you ever do this on Saturday morning? <laughs> <laughs> the censors were watching this. Yeah. 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 I mean, you didn't do anything different. <laughs> they take it easy on the weekends, man. Yeah. They're relaxing. <laughs> now, I mean. Now we got live ammo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to see the Autobots die, but I was kind of like, it's about time somebody got killed. <laughs> um, Never understood why they didn't just have the guns built into themselves. Because they couldn't change that way. Because <laughs> the guns have to change the robots too. Did you guys ever think it was weird that Megatron just turns into like a gun that someone has to hold? I thought, I thought it was totally weird. No. Man, it's like, pick me up. Somebody pick me up and aim me over there. What if there was no one around? He's just like, um. <laughs> pick himself up. And that little feet there. I don't think he, don't think he can. Like, like the Autobot could have scooped him up. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh no. Because he can, sh the thing is he shrinks and he can also make himself into a big cannon. Uh -huh. So, he, yeah, he, yeah, he had, he had to figure it out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I don't want to smirk yeah, yeah, you. He, no, he, 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 knew, he know what he's doing, man. Don't you worry about old Megatron or anybody else. Oh. When you start transforming, you worry about <laughs> So, watching this, if you're a parent with your kid in the movie, you're like, what the fuck? You're like, these, you know, because uh, uh, you're thinking, like, they never did this shit on TV. Or, or did they? Have my kids been watching this the whole time? And if if you're a little kid, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, they, they killed off some of my favorite characters and they didn't get back up and they actually like they're dead. And that's what pissed a lot of kids off. So who'd they kill just then? Ironhide. Um, oh, and country ass iron. Yeah, yes, yeah, the slim pickings of the Transformers. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't get jazzed though. Scatman Brothers. Scatman Brothers, yeah, yeah. Hey, Prom! <laughs> Somebody's at the door, Prom! We need backup, Prom! <laughs> As always, everything ended with Prom. <laughs> hey, you seen Prom, Prom? <laughs> I know my name. <laughs> Hello, Prom! <laughs> oh, it's jazz again. Okay. <laughs> you know, you used to watch cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was always calling for backup. Hey, Prom! Shit, we in trouble, Prom! Send some fucking backup, man! We need help, Prom! <laughs> Scatman Carruthers, man. Love, love, he did so many cartoon voices. Yeah, he Loved did. him. Loved him. Yeah, it's, so you're looking at this, and as a kid, you're like, you know what? I mean, this is cool, but they're not supposed to die. Not only are they not supposed to die, they're not supposed to die violently. No. Yeah, man. Yeah, he just kind of melted. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it It really, and here's the part that really pissed off kids. Because uh, they were already shocked that some of their favorite Autobots, you know, the original Autobots died. But then this is the one that got them. <laughs> Kids were freaking And I'm not lying. It's Traumatized. <laughs> that was the screaming I heard. <laughs> yeah, kids were pissed that they killed Optimus Prime. I remember being shocked. I was like, oh, wow. They, they really did kill his ass. Yeah, huh? well, they mm -hmm. gave it a chance because they thought that at first they're like, because even parents were like, shit, they shot the truck? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. They, they, oh, Lord, what are they, they going to do they now? They were like, wait a minute, they shot the most expensive toy? Are you serious? And then, then, then they were like, good. Yeah. Maybe the little motherfucker would quit asking me for one. <laughs> now he's dead. Shit, I would have killed him a long time ago if I could have. Uh, but 
I remember thinking, I thought, because I, I was 15, man. Even I was like, no. And I thought at first, because they, they, man, they, they strung us along after he got shot. They kind of made us believe, maybe, maybe he's going to pull through. I shall pass the matrix of leadership as it was passed to me. But Prime, I'm, I'm just a soldier. I, I'm not worthy. <sighs> Nor was I. But one day, an Autobot shall rise from our ranks and use the power of the Matrix. And I thought, okay, you know, they'll, 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 they'll draw this out, but they're going to go to AutoZone and get some parts or something <laughs> and fix them up real nice. You know, they're just bleeding this for what it's worth right now. And then those eyes went blank. And this is what really got me, man. All that color, man, that bright red and blue just disappeared. And that's when I knew he gone. <laughs> oh my God! Turn to stone, monochromatic, <laughs> oxidize it instantly. <laughs> I like he looked at Medusa yeah. and Look, just turned to gray. A little head tilt. But, uh, uh, no, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Even that head is heavy. It wouldn't yeah, do that. No, no. I get some CLR. He'll be all right. <laughs> little WD forty. And know. I was like, oh shit, they did it. And yeah, man, I remember uh, thinking, what a ballsy move. They killed oh. Optimus Prime, mm. and. I'm just spoiler alert right here. He never returns in the movie. He does not come back. Nope, now, Optimus Prime's in the sh in the show. They brought. They did find a way. I'll just say this. They did find a way in the shows yeah. later on to bring a lot of these characters back. For one, because a lot of kids said you better fucking bring them back. Because <laughs> these kids wrote letters. Oh, did they? Yeah, they say they saying you better bring Optimus Prime back. Shit, <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> yeah, they said. And why you at it? Bring back all my other favorites too. They were upset. Kids wrote letters. I think even some some adults wrote letters too. <laughs> kid won't leave. Max, my kid won't. Yeah, shut my up. kid won't shut up right now. He's crying. Bring this damn robot back. Uh, when I was, uh, I mean, just being fifteen. Now, see, the adults were upset. The kids were upset. People who were like around my age and probably some college kids or something, we were all like, "Shit, that's a ballsy move, man." I thought that was very edgy. And for us, for us who kind of, you know grew out of being kids and now, right now in our teenage years, this is kind of the, the violent place we wanted Transformers to be. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this was great for us. <clears throat> and it was, uh, it was, it was funny too, because, you know, there were, there were kids out there who, you know, they were upset at the movie and it didn't help that they saw other kids in the movie be upset. Because <laughs> they said, you know, we think that Optimus Prime's not really dead. You know, they, they, they'll bring him back somehow. But the moment that they saw Spike, Spike, who was a, you know, a teenager in the, in the TV series, mm -hmm. and this many years passed, Spike has a kid now. And Spike's kid, he saw uh, Optimus Prime die, and he kind of spoke for every kid that was watching this. And kids saw that, and they're like, oh, shit, dude. It's He's done. done. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. Yeah, it, and the tears can't bring him back. He ain't coming back. Um. You know, many were saying that they that that the violence here was uh, it was it was it was something that it was cool. It was great to see. It was great for them to put that in there. Again, it was just something that if there was some lead up to this, there was some like just kind of 
and tone, something just uh, something to bridge this between the, the Saturday morning cartoon, <clears throat> people probably would have been less shocked by it. Because mm. that's another thing. It was it's like, you'd be surprised how you react to something when it's just not the same thing that you saw. Because these robots, you know, I mean, they'll be back. But we just seen them die. It was like, I, I had no, there was nothing to warn me about this. Mm. Anyway. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, uh, well. Uh, and, and that kid in the movie, again, he was stressed out through a lot of the film. So a lot of people said that kid being stressed out did not help the kids who are already stressed watching this. Somehow we must destroy it before it devours Cybertron. But what about my dad? He, he's on the moon between that monster planet and Cybertron. Man, fuck your dad. <laughs> <laughs> fuck he's dead, Daniel. Yeah. He's already look, dead. You're lucky to be here right now. You're like, Jesus, who brought the kid in here, man? <laughs> At least the kid did at some point. I think this helped. The kid at some point did something that all the kids wished that they could do. At least they gave him a suit. I don't know if you remember this. They gave him a suit where he could transform. Yeah, yeah. Hey! Hey, man! You little shit! I like to think all of his bones broke when he transformed. Once he's out, he's paralyzed. You have to wear the suit forever, Daniel. You want to be a transformer, didn't you? This is how it works. That's what I thought. I wonder how his arms get pulled out so quick because now he's just driving a go kart or something. Broken. <laughs> oh. Uh, hmm. There's even some. Uh, this, this is really what kind of. If, if the violence didn't piss people off, at least parents, then this is probably what pushed them over a little bit because there's even some. Well, today would be considered mild profanity. Look, it isn't even dented. Oh shit, what are we gonna do now? Oh. <laughs> now, I like that. I love that. I was honest, because uh, if it's a TV show, they would have thought of something. I would have made a plan. They would have pulled out something out their ass. So I'm like, well, if we just go through the dimensions of the, uh, you know, the wormhole right here, through the, the alternate reality, we'll make it back. And then this is like, shit, I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> We're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it sounded genuine. It sounded yeah. genuine. It wasn't just yeah. shit. It was like, oh shit! <laughs> Look, it isn't even dented. Oh shit, what are we gonna do now? <laughs> I like to think that that guy was not getting the reading right. Uh, oh shoot, he probably yeah, was yeah, shooting like, or something. Shit. Right? Oh shucks, uh, and then somebody told him that the building was on fire. So like, oh shit, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, fuck. Good take, good take there. <laughs> you mean it's not? <laughs> There's a couple of other swears. Like they say damn a couple times in this movie, no, I think. They no, don't? No. No, you know, oh, I Mandela effect. All right. Yeah, I, I believe it. I saw it today. Okay. Like Unless you saw a different version, maybe. Wish they could have. The uncut version. Yeah. <laughs> I hope there's no uncut version. This is already too long. As it is. It's only an hour twenty minutes. That's too long. No, I don't know. I, I saw some places where they could cut because when you get down to it, you know, this turns into what every Transformers movie turns into. Chase, chase, fight, fight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The because you know, like most Transformers movies, it just gets chaotic with action. You know, the these robots start running after each other and beating the shit at each other, and you know, shooting lasers at each other. And just and there's long scenes of that in every Transformers movie, mm -hmm. including this one. Looks like we're shipmates, Squirt. All right. But if you get space sick, you're gonna walk home. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's long scenes of that, which is what, again, you know, kids want to see. But again, you know, there's they're trying to appeal to adults here, too. Uh, 
and adding to that chaos, I believe, and you said this earlier, I think there's way too many characters in here, man. Yeah, it's overwhelming. They create some characters just for the movie. You know, a lot of critics and parents were already lost. But the biggest problem is with adding so many <laughs> so many of these characters in here, <clears throat> not only is it adding to like a lot of the chaos that's going on, but a lot of critics and parents were already complaining, like, I can't tell them apart. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know who's who. The green who. guy, the blue guy, yeah. the red guy. Yeah. You know, because uh, there's so many of them. And because they already, they've added characters that became popular later and became canon. But like some characters were introduced here, like Hot Rod. Hot Rod, he's new. Uh, Judd Nelson uh, plays like a young upstart punk type Autobot. A little bit more. Heaven only knows what you might <laughs> he is kind of an asshole, man. Because they had just put this bear together. He had no reason to drive through like that. But at the same time, he's uh there are moments where he's uh he's not bad with kids. They cause they 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 know that kids are watching, so they try to do this thing of, well, you know, you know, that that whole thing of uh kids want they want to feel special by having an alien as their friend or a robot as their friend. And that's what Hot Rod is there for, too. Let me see if I have that clip right here. Oh, there we go. E.T. and Elliot. Yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's very much an E.T. E.T. moment right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they got, you got, uh, what's the kid's name? Daniel. Daniel. You got Daniel and Hot Rod just out fishing together <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> of the movie. Come on, you can tell me. Guess I just miss my dad. Don't worry, Spike will be back soon. Oh, hey, I got something. Hey, he's a good fisher bot. <laughs> so... You know, he's uh, he's not a complete asshole. They, they make it to where he's best friends with the kids so that kids can relate to that and they can feel special too. Fulfill all the kids' fantasies out there about having an own alien or robot friend. Uh, but, no, Mirage. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's almost like, yeah, he is like the Mirage in uh, Rise the new, of the Beast. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, he's much better here. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Mirage. I like Mirage a lot. I, 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 I definitely probably dislike the movie a lot more than you guys. He, you're probably on the same level as him. I like the movie. I yeah, like that. I have I fun with it. That was a huge step back. Any case. Uh, but anyway, at least that character, Hot Rod, is going to be a main character. But... If you're not familiar with the Transformers, it's extremely overwhelming because everything turns into a robot, you know, and, and they just make a, you know, they are, our robots turn into anything. They got robots that turn into construction equipment. Mm. That construction equipment gets together and forms a bigger robot. That's devastator. But the the Constructicons were a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, actually that, had that. That's yeah, weird. I had. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember when they would sell those toys. I had that. Yeah, and I had it. I, I never had Optimus Prime, but I did collect enough uh, Constructicons over time huh. to make Devastator, mm-hmm. which is what that char- yeah. <laughs> that character is right there. Where's his giant swinging ball sack? Though? I mean, that's what the, that's what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Michael Bay was not around. Oh, right. that's too bad. <laughs> that those that nutsack those that was. That was Michael Bay. I know. I, know, I, I mean, know. I'm snowing serious. That was Michael Bay showing his nuts on screen yeah, right there. Yeah. That was a D's nuts moment. <laughs> well, by the uh, time they were doing Constructicons, it was like there was no pretense <laughs> about oh, that no. these are just toys. Sure. Oh, yeah. And the movie has no pretense about that. They put them all in there. I mean, they say, listen, we're being a little more edgy and more adult, but shit, we still got kids in here. Yeah. And we still, if there's kids in here, we got toys to sell. So you still got the robots to turn into dinosaurs or dinobots? Dinobots destroy Devastator. 
Me Grimlock Love Challenge! Dinobots transform! <laughs> <laughs> when we get to the ground. <laughs> He's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> And I'm a giant piece of construction. <laughs> they had robots that turned into bugs, turned to locusts, like you, insecticons. Insecticons. Oh, yeah, they, that's they, right. they had to eat through metals, so call out the grasshopper robots. Delicious beige frappy. A little heavy on the electrons, electron. Hey, and by the way, like I said, everybody dies here. The, the, the bug bots died too. <laughs> just stood there too. No, just took it. I got. Now this is the '80s, so you know. I guess they thought in 2005 tape decks would still be a thing because they got they were so popular at the time. Yeah, they were. They got cassettes that turn into animals. By the way, it is several cassettes in one man's chest. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I think those last two crashed, man. They don't, they just be there. Hey, what are you doing in there? <laughs> My babies. <laughs> um, they got robots. To, <laughs> and it keeps going. They got robots to turn. Do you remember this? Robots to turn to sharks. Do you remember that? Sharkticons. Sharkticons. Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they got got because they were just like, what the hell is this now? Well, they, what happened was they fed them because they landed on the planet. And then they got met by the, the Sharkticons as, you know, the, whatever the other robot form was like. And so they were like, hey, we got this. We'll feed them some food. And they fed them and they were like, cool. And, and then they ran out of food. And, <laughs> and you. Was, and was like, no, no, you haven't ran out of food. You still here. <laughs> No. <laughs> they even got trash that turns into robots. What? Robots that turn into trash. Junkyard. Yeah, they go to like a big uh, junk plant. They go to a big junk heap, and the junk turns into robots. All the robots turn into junk. Stop thief! No, welcome, Wagonello, stranger. And that's Eric Idle from Monty Python. No, no, that's one of the things I remember because I, 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 vague memories, but like watching it, excited first. And then kind of, kind of glazing over. All right, it's too much going on. I don't understand. And then Eric Idle comes on. I was like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah, you know, at this point, parents and critics are like, I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. They even got characters in here that they don't need. They have, like, we already have a lot. And they have a character in here that they, and I don't think they ever really, maybe at the time, and they made a toy of them. But this, this is not a character I don't think that ever came back and played a big part in anything. And the Michael Bay movies played a big part in the cartoons. Uh, you don't see him today, but yet he was in this movie for some reason. My boy hit my nose. Wheelie, say find friends today. That's Wheelie. Wheelie, I don't, I don't, has Wheelie been around? I don't remember Wheelie. But Wheelie didn't, we did not need Wheelie in this movie. He speaks in rhyme. Yeah. And he, he's just there to uh, get the Dinobots to save uh, Cup and uh, Hot Rod. That's really all he served. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, I don't think they, I don't think we sold like a, a shitload of Wheelie toys. <laughs> no, nobody's <laughs> buying that toy. No. no. I don't, 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think this character went on to be anything, and it's already in a very crowded movie. So we really did not need this character. They could have wrote around that. They should scrappy do him and make him the villain in the next Ooh. movie. Yeah, <laughs> well, that would be fun. You mock me. Yes. <laughs> My vengeance. No, I would. At least they do something with him <laughs> more than they did here. Uh, somebody said he was in the in the in the Bayverse. Okay. And what, they said he was in season three. What racist stereotype was he in? <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and I don't know. Because I, I, I remember watching it back in the day. Maybe I did see him and just don't remember. But I think it was an attempt to sell like a cuter character too. Because mm. he's a little boy. Yeah. And I think they want to have a little boy transformer for little, kids to relate to. A little Pinocchio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they, they, they just wanted a little boy character for, so kids can relate to. In addition to, uh, was it Doug or whatever that was in there? Danny. Danny. Because Dan Danny was kind of a bitch. So. <laughs> <laughs> Does Danny's father die? Because it seemed like everything was earmarked for him. No. no. Okay. But that's the, kind of the cool thing because uh, in the beginning of the movie, it appears like they do die. And we and it's not like, oh, we're going to show you five minutes later, they're fine. It's like, I guess they're dead. Mm. It's not until like yeah. the third act where it's like, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, they are back. But it's kind of terrifying. Same with Bumblebee. <laughs> Same with Jazz. Yeah. Which yeah, I think is kind of yeah. cool. You know? Yeah. So... The, there's another problem with this movie, and that's this movie doesn't age well. Well, now it does as, be, as far as being a cult movie. But there were a lot of things. One thing in particular that really dated this film, and that is the soundtrack. You know, for some reason, they thought that little kids loved 80s cock rock. So they, yeah. they, they know this movie is full of that. In fact, that's what they were trying to sell the movie as they were trying to sell this movie as some big some big rock and roll film because the trailer even says get ready for the rock and roll adventure of your life oh let me turn it up so you can hear it hold on tight the most incredible rock and roll adventure ever is here <laughs> so and see that's what keeps giving me the heavy metal vibe yeah i mean i'll take that music over what they have in the new one where it's all just like Hip hop and rap. It's like we have to. Well, we have to stop the movie because we we gotta put that in there in the film. I'm like that takes me out. I, I like the music here. That's kind of been associated with the Transformers franchise for 40 years. It's a part of its aesthetic. It's like why don't you go back and use that more than some of these other songs that just kind of completely take you out of the film. Trust me, I, man. I like the. I Trust like me, the music. if they use this music today, it would fail. Do a rendition of it. Do a cover. Uh, of they it. they have done a cover mm -hmm. of some of a couple of songs, but they did. They, they matter of fact, they did a cover of. Well, uh, you got on, hold on. <laughs> no, they. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they. I, I, because I, a lot of people said this has been dated because of the music, which I, I think, think that's what makes it appealing. Do you, I, I, I see it as, I do think it dates it, but I also think it also it adds the novelty in a good way mm -hmm. to the movie. It, it does make it its own thing. I mean, there's a lot of movies where they have music of their own time, you yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. dated or whatnot. So I'm not saying it's it's bad, but I don't think uh, I don't think it's music that people really resonate with today. You know, I, I, but as a cult movie, probably could. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Nothing. I just find this music grating after a short while. 
Yeah, I I have to say that. It, yeah, I know you liked it. I I did yeah. not, I did not like the music in this. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's fine for that, but I think the hip hop works in the new movie since it's set in the nineties. Oh uh, well, oh yeah, oh the and, and, oh, and in New York. Oh oh, the latest movie. Yeah, going back to the nineties. Yeah, yeah, having the love, especially New York. Mm-hmm. Like that's the mecca for the golden age of hip hop. That made sense for it as a time period. Right. You know, to go back and play music from that period. I know, but when you're using the third act and when we're battling the final battle that I know it doesn't fit for me for me personally yeah, yeah. I, to each their own yeah yeah I hear you yeah I, I mean in the same right here like I don't like the music in here but from a nostalgic point of view yeah I'm like all right you know what it's it's it again it adds the novelty of this it movie. does it does you know I, I'm I don't look down on something because it's dated because the the music of the time I'm like hey that's what it was Let's not change the history. It, 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 appreciate it for what it is. No, I, I think you're exactly right. I don't have, I don't look at this because I do think it's dated, but at the same time, I was like, well, it was made in 1986. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even back then, I thought that's it's, it's a little bit too much, but hey, you know what? It, it definitely, I will say this, it does fit, fit the visuals of the film. I mean, those look like heavy metal album covers or something. <laughs> and you know what? And you've been saying this the whole thing, but it, it, when they do play that music, this and I didn't say anything at first, but this 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 does very much remind me when I saw this as a kid when I was fifteen. Another reason why I probably like this movie so much is because that soundtrack that they have in there it does remind me of uh, one of my favorite movies out there when you talk about cult films. Heavy metal. Trip beyond the future to a universe you've never seen before. A universe of mystery. A universe of passionate fantasy. Even parts of the movie has the feel of this. Yeah. Right here. So Yeah, when you were playing stuff from the trailer, it made me think of this. Yeah, well, when you put that soundtrack in there, and this heavy metal, I mean, it's called heavy metal. You know, it has a, it has a very dated soundtrack. So, But it, they really pushed the soundtrack. Yeah. For the, you know, for both movies. Yeah. No, they do. They do. No, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, and, you know, it might seem like I hate the soundtrack and I don't. I don't. I, it's not. I think it makes it a little more dated than the other heavy metal movie. But uh, I do like parts of the, of the music in this. And if I had a if, look, if I went back and took every song out of this, I would say that one song needs to stay. There's one song that defines, you're you laughing, but there's everybody who loves this movie, that one song defines this movie for them, one song defines heroics of this film. You got the touch. You got the power. Not that version. <laughs> Even though that did crack me up when I, that cracked me up when I saw that. When I saw Boogie Nights, I was like, oh shit, you know what? This is a full price movie now. Because <laughs> y'all gave respect to my one of my favorite cult movies out there. Not that version right there, but when you see it in Transformers, that song, The Touch, to me, every time I hear it, that defines triumph. <laughs> Who actually sings this song? Steve Bush, I think. That's Stan Bush. Stan, Stan Bush. Stan Bush. I'm sorry. Hell yeah! <laughs> I remember people in theater, like as far as people like my age, people were cheering for this. What just happened? 
Was he, somebody in locked inside the truck? No, there was the no. That was a reflection. Oh, okay. Man, because Optimus is running towards him. Hell gotcha. Yeah. No. Oh, God. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That was. This is one. Now, this is one of the reasons why I love this movie, man. That song right there. That song. Every time it comes on, I can't. I cannot even look at Optimus Prime today without thinking of that song. Hell yeah, man. I get tingles every time I see that Chronologically, part. where's that scene in the movie? It's in the beginning. It's the yeah. first 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I love that moment in the movie. That's, I don't care what anybody says, that's a defining movie moment for me. You ask me one of my favorite cinematic moments <laughs> in history is when, it's when Optimus Prime got the touch, when he got the power. I love that scene right there. Uh, and I, I love that song. Yeah. I would. I would put that, that that song. I would I would not remove for anything. Yeah, and it's it's been used in you know in the future, like the Transformers movies. Did they use they use they it used in, it in Bumblebee? How did they use it in Bumblebee? They did a rendition. They did. they did a rendition of it. Nice, a cover of it basically. Interesting fact about that song. Uh, I don't know how true this is. I read it somewhere, but that song was not originally supposed to be in Transformers. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be in another action movie. Much more violent and dark action movie. This is where the law stops. And I start. So is a cop called Cobra. <laughs> that song was supposed to be in there. I remember reading that. Yeah. Yeah. Which would not fit at all. I don't know. Depending on where they played it. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> what? It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> it's Cobra. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think where it would work. Did y'all have y'all seen Cobra? Yeah, yeah. I seen it recently. I've seen oh, it this past you? year. Mm -hmm. I've never sat and watched all of it. I just remember seeing some and going, "Ooh, I see why this doesn't build into a franchise." Uh, no, no, it's just kind of really awkward and weird, and it takes itself so seriously yeah. that yeah. it becomes comedic. Guess <laughs> yeah. what Stallone wanted to do? Like, famously, he wanted he was like cast as Beverly Hills Cop. And he didn't like the fact that he wasn't making a comedy. So I was like, I'm going to make my own film that I wanted to make. You know, mm. and they made Cobra. Is that how that happened? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it's not as good as Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> no. Yeah. Marion Cobretti. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Marion Cobretti. Man. Who told you that? Who told you my name was Marion? <laughs> When's the last time you saw this? Yeah. It's been a long time. Damn, you remember, that's impressive. You remember that name. Yeah. yeah. I saw Sticks this, with you. I saw this in the theater, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That'd be good for a bad movie, Rose and Toast. Right? Mm -hmm. No, it would be. Mm -hmm. It would be. <laughs> would you say it sticks with you? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like these meals from Hello uh, Fresh. <laughs> sticks on your ribs, right? Those <laughs> stick to your ribs and your mm -hmm. bones, man, right there. Good stuff. Good stuff. We got to take a moment to give a word out to our sponsor real quick. Oh, man. America's number one meal kit. Hey, you know. Transforming those dull meals okay, you had okay, into. That's, that's <laughs> no, I will not stop. You, you tricked us into building will, that up for you. I will <laughs> never stop. <laughs> hey, transform those boring meals into something fresh and new with HelloFresh. Especially this summer, man. You know, this summer, a lot of people out there trying to give their beach bodies, trying to look their best, can't get there without eating healthy. And you can do exactly that with HelloFresh. Now, with HelloFresh, the reason why is because, well, they got a lot of healthy options for you. They bring you all these seasonal ingredients. 
at their peak ripeness. You know, they bring it to your doorstep in less than seven days. Got a lot of variety. Over 40 recipes to choose from weekly. And you also have the option to mix and match your meals. And you know how it is. You're, you're a vegetarian. You're a straight up meat eater. You know, maybe a person who likes a little bit of both. Pescatarian, all that kind of stuff. Well, you can mix and match all that stuff. You don't have to go one way or the other. You have, to be, have, have a strict lifestyle with your meals out there. A lot of choice, a lot of variety. And just to give you an idea of some of the recipes that they have for you, they got, oh, Martin, you're going to like this. They, they got bratwurst. They got the, the bratwurst bar with caramelized onions. Mm. Reading up here, they Sounds got Dijonese slaw. Did I say that? Dijon. Dijon. Okay. Dijon. Dijonese okay. slaw out there. You like it, Martin. Okay. Also, they have snacks that you can get ready for, uh, party trays you can get ready for, any kind of events that you're having, parties that you're having. Even lunch can be done with HelloFresh. And look at that. Even the kids can get in on the action. With the kids in there cooking up stuff without tearing that kitchen up. Look, even dogs are cooking. Look at that, man. So everybody can get in on HelloFresh. And HelloFresh is also not only quick and easy, you can get a meal done in 30 minutes or less, sometimes even 15 minutes or less, but you can also save a lot of money. You know, it's more convenient than going to the grocery store. I think you'll save some money by skipping the grocery store. And it's also 25% less than takeout. You know it's less than eating out. So you want to save some money and save some time, get what America's number one meal kit right here. And I'm going to make it easy for you to do so. They've made it easy to cook the meals. They've made it easy to taste good. I'm going to make it easy for you to get. You go over here to HelloFresh.com slash DoubleToasted16. And if you use the code DoubleToasted16, you'll get 16 free meals plus free shipping. I'm going to spell this out for you. H-E-L-L-O-F-R-E-S-H.com slash DoubleToasted. D-O-U-B-L-E-T-O-A-S-T-E-D. And that's the number 16. And Double Toasted 16 is the code you're going to be using to get those 16 free meals and get that free shipping. I had Chicago John come to town. He cooked me HelloFresh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was great. It was it was great. Still got a bag or two left down there, which I may make myself. And, you know, I'm eating healthy, so I wouldn't steer you wrong with this. So I want to thank HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit for sponsoring this portion of the show. And I want to thank all of you out there for your support. Thank you very much and let's continue. There's, you know, that music, or at least that song. Was it Stan Bush, right? That's, Stan Bush, yeah. That song is great, man. I, I I love that song. It's cheesy, but I love it. And Did he have any other hits? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, he did. The remix of The Touch. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, re, he remixed that song several times, I think. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for re-releases. Uh -huh. and, yeah, he's come out with other albums, but I mean, it's always yeah, in variations. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's always touching, so yeah. Mambo number seven. Yeah, exactly. But there are things in this movie, like that song, because I was talking about how storytelling is weak, the dialogue is terrible, it's, com it's a confusing movie, it's overstuffed, but I don't know, man. You like this movie? Yeah, actually, I did enjoy it. You know, and this is this is my second time actually uh, watching it because before when I first watched, it, I was like, I was overwhelmed. I was like, this is a lot. But now that I have like just more context, and I I watched some episodes of the original series beforehand, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, let me just kind of get acclimated to this world, and it was easier for me. And so yeah. I was I was I was yeah. more into it, okay. and it made me realize like, oh wow, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with this franchise. It's just that so many filmmakers, aside from Travis Knight <laughs> and Bumblebee, just haven't you know done yeah. it. Yeah. So I I did end up actually liking it quite a bit. Well, yeah, no, I. I 
I, when watching it at first, I was like, huh, I don't know how I'm going to how I'm going to feel about this. You know, I, maybe I was just a kid and liked it for that. Maybe my nostalgia was kicking in all the times so I saw bits and pieces of it on TV that I liked. But after watching the whole thing, there are a lot of things I like about this movie. I mean, things that I think are great, but only I think if you're a Transformers fan, you know, mm. so I'm a little skewed that way. But. This movie, if you were a kid who grew up on Transformers, it gave you a lot of things that you were asking for. Like Transformers killing each other. If you were the right age bracket, that was kind of cool. You know, if you weren't a little bitch ass kid crying because they killed your favorite, you know, Transformer. But also writing letters and shit, ruining it for everybody else. No, they they also had that. So they gave us that 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 uh that uh that epic fight between Megatron and Optimus Prime. You know, they because they could get a little more violent than they could than they did on uh, than they could on TV. Oh. It's like, God damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, to do them like that. Yeah, man, that song, that fight. Like that fight got to be a lot more brutal than they did on TV, mm. you know, stabbing each other and whatnot. Because even as robots, I don't think that they actually were able to even show them impaling each other like that. The fights were, you know, it was, it was still violence. Mm -hmm. So they were not able to go that hard. So that fight was a whole lot more epic for people who want to see this big showdown with Megatron and Optimus Prime. Also, it was um, kind of a, it was interesting. It was amazing for me to see just how much darker and violent the movie got as it went along. Because I, you know, I forgot about some parts of this. Like those dudes that got away from that planet, they still got it bad, man. Oh, uh, really? I don't know if you remember, because I didn't remember. Mm -hmm. uh, they got caught by a planet where it was some sadistic dude with a lot of faces. He had a shark pit. Oh, yeah, the and dude he, with the faces. Yeah, yeah, he kept telling everybody that they were innocent. And even if you were innocent, you got fed to the Sharkticons. And those dudes were begging too, like, hey man, I'm the last survivor of my planet. Does that count for something? They're like, fuck no. Guilty or innocent? Innocent. Feed him to the shark guns. <laughs> oh, this asshole, yeah. man. You know, it's. And you what, what the movie did was. So they did some things to make it even harsher because they showed you what it was like when they fed somebody the Sharkticons. And they had another scene where they were taking the, like you saw already the sharks could do. So they had a scene where uh, they came in and got the other guy, his friend. <laughs> and his friend is was like, you know, like they, I, I like the way the movie showed you that, you know, these robots really don't want to die, especially when they see how bad it's going to be. <laughs> Get your ass back in there. Yeah, it was, you know, the, the lead ups to the deaths 
were disturbing because you actually had some robots begging for their lives, man. And here's the part where I say some of the deaths were gruesome because there was one part here that really disturbed me. I don't know if you know what, what part I'm talking about because it was near the end of the movie. Unicron, has, he's been in the middle of destroying Cybertron, captured a lot of robots and they showed you uh, how he digests them. Yeah, he processes them. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a whole acid pit down there. I guess that's his stomach. Uh -huh. And he just drops robots in there and they showed the robots melting. They're like, no! <laughs> oh, that one in the front just gave up. Yeah, yeah. the other one's flailing. Like, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. It's done. I was like, holy shit. That, that bothered me, man. You know, seeing these robots, like I said, they still feel pain. They're, they're alive. You know, they're dying in agony. Were those were those the Decepticons? Or? Probably because they control Cybertron. Although yeah. there's there's more of the, we, that's when we finally see like Bumblebee and Jazz. And we realize, oh, they are alive, but they're almost killed. It's the one thing where one scene where Daniel's actually company gets to do something, gets to save his dad. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, because you can. They show you uh, they, they do a, a shot where you see the rest of the robots in the conveyor belt. Yeah. But they would. Yeah, they made it more. It made it, it it made it more intense when you find out that like Spike was going to die. You know, because uh, he, he, he yeah, yeah, he was probably because, you know, you didn't really think that he was going to die, but they've been killing everybody in this movie so much. You're like, maybe. And if he died here, it's going to be pretty bad. Use your exosuit. Please. <laughs> you, you, you're close. <laughs> Hurry! <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> He, like, they didn't try to make him brave at all. He's like, hurry the fuck up, man. Hooray! <laughs> um, the cool thing about showing death is that they were finally able to, to, to settle some rivalries that were going on. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, so you, you've seen the Transformers movies and you've seen some of the cartoons. You know Starscream, right? Yeah. Stars. I know yes. Stars. <laughs> of course he knows me. Y'all Skeletor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so Starscream was always fucking with Megatron. Always trying to find ways to backstab him. Mm -hmm. And Megatron finally said, you know what? Fuck that. We in a movie now. <laughs> I can, you know what? I'm settling this once and for all. Megatron? Is that you? Here's a hint. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> you see how his face went first? Yeah, yeah these man, these uh, these writers and animators, they took advantage of any kind of liberties that they had here. They said these might be robots, we're gonna, but we're gonna make their their deaths as disturbing as we can. Whoa. Oh, shit out of here. <laughs> I like the way he didn't put it on. Yeah, yeah, I know he's gonna put it on. You're like, I had to put on a crown. Y'all know who's running shit around here. Any questions? <laughs> Starscream, wasn't that uh, Cobra Commander also? <laughs> same voice actor. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you know the voice actor's name? I forgot the same. I just know he does Cobra Commander. Yeah. I forget his name. Though. 
And you can't blame him. It was a bad death, but you can't blame him because... No, no, I do remember from the show. Like I said, I didn't watch it a lot, but I do remember how he was always insubordinate or or plotting behind his back. Chris Lotta, somebody said, does the voice. I never knew the name. Uh, But yeah, he was always plotting. And Megatron, I'm surprised Megatron... The only thing that was keeping him from killing him was Saturday morning. Yeah. (laughs) And censors because he hates Starscream. Even when they kind of like kind of get together and agree on like a, a win, he still cannot stand Starscream. Much easier, almighty Megatron, than attacking the real threat, the Autobots Moon Base. You're an idiot, Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> the boss's nephew. <laughs> yeah. He can't stand him and you can't blame him because in any opportunity that Starscream can get to betray Megatron, he will, and that's exactly what he did. After, after Optimus beat the shit out of him, he said, well, you know what? You just, you just excess baggage now. We don't need you anymore. I mean, you know, what you gonna do in this condition anyway? Oh, how it pains me to do this. Wait, I still function. What a bet. <laughs> <laughs> I like what he's showing the background. <laughs> but that's why he came back as Galvatron mm. and, and killed him. Like uh, Orson Welles' uh, character, Unicron, he put him together. And by the way, that's Leonard Nimoy's voice. As who? As uh, Galvatron. Oh, he changed okay. voices right. when he became uh, oh, gotcha. Galvatron. Gotcha. I will rip open Ultra Magnus and every other Autobot until the Matrix has been destroyed. I like the way they use the term the Matrix too, before it became popular for mm-hmm. the oh, what do you call them Wachowski movies or whatever. And as I said, Unicron was the one that changed them into that. Watched the movies, he was dying and found him in space. And for some reason, I don't even know why, he just picked him randomly and said, "Hey, help me out, help me kill uh, Optimus Prime and destroy Cybertron." Even though most of his crew was on Cybertron, Decepticon. Well, that, though, that the thing is, like, he doesn't want to. Well. He, he says, I, you can have Cybertron, that's fine. Uh, but I want the Matrix, because that's the only mm-hmm. thing that can destroy me. Uh, you know, so got, uh, get, get, get that for me, or, or destroy it. And then, yeah, you can have Cybertron. But, gotcha. because, but you know, Galvatron, he doesn't, he, he, he's very much like Megatron. He's like, but I, I want to serve myself. I don't want to serve anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and he, you know, he kind of becomes the Starscream to Unicron in this movie, does, yeah, which I thought does. was really funny and inspired. I was All like of that. them backstab each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's right. That's a great way of putting it because mm-hmm. he's very defiant. Always. Yeah, Decepticons, it's uh, yeah. in the name. It's in, yeah, nature, it's in, that is true. Right? Yeah, because uh, Megatron is so arrogant. Even when he's beaten down like this, even when he can't do anything, he's still like, you don't tell me what to do. Yeah. What are you going to do for me? What's in it for me? Your bargaining posture is highly dubious, but very well. I will provide you with a new body and new troops to command. And? And nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Even, yeah, he, uh, I mean, he's, he's right. He's got no, he's got no bargaining chips here. Mm-hmm. There's no nothing leverage. you can do. He's, we, he's, yeah, no, he's beat down, man. He can't even be Starscream. He's lackey anymore. And he's talking shit to a, a, a planet eating planet. You belong to me. I belong to nobody! Perhaps I misjudged you. Uh oh, there's the Amos opening. Proceed. You 
way to oblivion. Accept your terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, now. Bitch, uh, yeah. Yeah, you accept those terms after you got farted on by Big John Space and it's right here. <laughs> no, please stop. <laughs> you know, say what you will about the cast being a Transformers movie, but they are committed. Uh, you can, yeah, I think you're right. You can't tell that that's Orson Welles. Cannot tell. Yeah. No. His voice is so modulated. Yeah, it is. But I think he commits to it. Orson Welles, who plays Unicron here, uh, the again, the robot that's the size of a planet that eats other planets. You know, at the time, Orson Welles was taking anything. You know, we had talked about that. He, If you had anything for him to sell, you know, uh, peas, frozen peas, broccoli, uh, fish sticks. <laughs> and, and all their golden, delicious penis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cheap ass wine. You know, call him up. You had enough money. He'd he'd do it. Maybe he'd even just do it for a drink because he would show up to. Y'all know the famous clip of him being drunk, trying to trying to sling some uh, some French wine at people. One or two, take three. Action, please. Ah, the French. Champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence, it's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So cut. Paul Masson... Got cut, goddammit. Why, why are they still going with that take? <laughs> like, early on, it's like... Okay, this is not working. You know what? Because they probably wanted to see where this is going to go. <laughs> they probably just—they were probably amazed. <laughs> Dude probably wanted to get a cup, but he was just kind of lost and looking. Really? Is he, is he, is he really that fucked up? <laughs> ah, the French. There's a label here. Call me song or something. This part, he didn't even know it. He was lost. He, even knew, he didn't even know they were, the camera was rolling. You do, did you do something? With overlap, action, please. <laughs> action, awesome, please. Just do anything? <laughs> yeah, we said action. Shit. Where were you? <laughs> he looking offended like, is somebody going to do something? <laughs> well, somebody say something. Well, his eyes are glazed over. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's probably been through five bottles of wines by now. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was funny though because he was listen he acted like he had disdain for this stuff he even he even kind of belittled the transformers when he was in an interview he says here you know what i did this morning i played the voice of a toy <laughs> some terrible toys from japan that changed from one thing to another the japanese have funded a full-length animated cartoon about the doings of these toys which is all bad out of space stuff i play a planet I menace somebody called something or another, then I'm destroyed. <laughs> My plan to destroy whoever it is thwarted, and I tear myself apart on screen. Or or Orson Welles on his final performance. This was <laughs> this was his last movie. I think there was a couple of movies that came out after this, but this was his last performance. Mm -hmm. That of a giant toy. <laughs> a toy that eats other toys. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> it's last words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs>
<laughs> I must have hated this shit. But he waved. He gave it his all, though. Yeah. That's what a professional yep. does. No, Megatron. <laughs> he tried to fight me with something or another. Probably even before the take, he's like this. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do something? <laughs> What's we just want to get through today? <laughs> no, Unicron, a planet the size of other planets. <laughs> <laughs> that eats other planets. <laughs> well, you're going to do something? Uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, so, the Unicron is a character. This is what had me laugh. And I don't know if you noticed this when you watched the movie. But, of course, Unicron's a toy. So, he's going to turn from a planet into a robot. But he turns into a robot. And when, the first time he turns into a robot in the movie, he is <laughs> he's the size of a planet. But, and uh, th there'll be a couple of other scenes where he scales down and it's like the size of a, of a building. Because mm. you could tell because then he's getting like jumped on by other robots trying to fight him. Me Grimlock kick butt. Okay, so in order to like be that scale where they look like, you know, tiny uh, animals flying around him, they would have to be the size of a state or a city or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that, that's a flaw in the Transformers series, though. Exactly. No, it know? is. When Megatron turns into the gun, shouldn't he be like a giant gun? Mm -hmm. Why is he so small? He shrinks. Oh, he shrank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. It's the no, same they, logic. No, not here. Like, they show Megatron actually shrinking. They, they establish that he shrinks. They don't do that with this character well, here. Well, I think you can assume that those properties translate over. Yeah, in, in this in this world of physics, um, you can you could again. They show you they establish that he shrinks. They show you turning him changing into a big gun. He needs to and a little gun. They just switch between scenes here. Oh, okay. like once one shot he'll be this size. Cut he'll be the size of a fucking planet. Okay. It's not you, you don't see him shrinking. It's it's a flaw okay. in the movie. You know it's a it's just something. I won't even say it's a flaw. They don't give a shit. They don't care. It's just whatever they need at the moment with that with that character. That happens. Some characters they they establish that they change size. Some they don't. You know they mm. they, they they they're very loose with the with their rules here. Yeah, which it's fine. You know, like I said, it's just there to sell toys. You know. Uh, did, did they make a, uh, a yeah? Unicron that's what I'm saying. Toy? Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. How, how big was it compared to the others? The room. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was twice as big. It was. It was just. Yeah. It was. It wasn't huge. It was mm -hmm. like. Let me see. I'll see. Because I, I think they did. Because I, I mean, everything they make is meant to be some sort of toy that they can sell. What was the average size of a transformer toy? So like uh, less than a foot. Yeah, I think so. Well, they, okay, nine inches. Like yeah, like Optimus right. Prime. So he's, he was. He must have been like eighteen inches or something. Okay. Yeah, because Optimus Prime was like about. You know, when you change it, it was about a little over a foot, maybe. Okay. About a, a foot. foot tall. Yeah. I'm going to look and see Unicron toy. That's a good question. I got, I got unicorn toys. <laughs> Unicron. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Google is saying, did you mean to spell unicorn? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there he is. You can get one right now, Martin, for 200 bucks. Looks a lot different. Yeah, that don't look like him. Yeah, maybe that's from oh, another that classic Unicron. Uh, maybe this is one right here. Okay, that's classic Unicron right yeah. there. There you go. Did you see how big it is? 
Mm, good question. No. There's another one. $39. 40 bucks. You can get a Unicron toy. Oh, that ain't bad. So there you go. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a classic G1 Unicron. So the ending of this is crazy. Because they just, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what you think about the ending. They just, it seemed like they just kind of just ended. <laughs> oh, they oh, yeah. In a way. I mean, they explained some things. Like, well, and you can fill in the blanks right here because I might be missing some things near the end because cause the end, not that I'm trying to even, you know, tell you the whole ending. I'm just giving the highlights of what happens here because of some things that, that look funny to me. Uh, Galvatron finally gets the Matrix that he's been after, but it looks like a big dookie chain that you wear in a rap battle or something. See this, the Matrix. Oh. I now possess that which you most fear. He looks like a he looks like a rap artist. I was gonna say, yeah, Flavor Flav is gonna take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big Dookie chain with a medallion on it. Uh, now wait, doesn't Hot Rod turn into Rodimus Prime? Oh uh, well, that's the thing. They have a fight inside of uh, so they have a fight inside uh, inside of Unicron, and Hot Rod, who's been like just a young punk throughout this whole thing, or the you know the the young upstart, he. Uh, he gets into it with uh, Galvatron, who seems like the least likely person to do so. Mm -hmm. And Galvatron is, you know, he finally got, has him on the ground and says, I'm going to choke you out just like I did your punk-ass leader, Optimus mm -hmm. Prime. First Prime, then Ultra Magnus, and now you. It's a pity you Autobots die so easily. But then my man, he got that touch. He got the touch. You got the touch. Oh, shit. Touched again. Uh-oh. You got the touch. Arise, Rodimus Prime. Optimus. Yeah! <laughs> Even he's like, oh, shit. Oh, there go that song again. Uh, yeah, and once he gets the touch, man, he just... <laughs> there's, no, there's no epic fight at the end, it's by not. the way. No, that's what made me laugh, because... He's like, shit, this song is all I need. That's your epicness right there. So he just picks Galvatron up and just throws his ass out into space. Oh. This is the end of the road, Galvatron. Even though I love that line. <laughs> this is the end of the road. I was watching this and talking to Oz last night. Mm -hmm. And Oz was like, before that, because he said, what part are you on? I said, man, I'm, I'm almost at the end where the big showdown happened. He's like, he quoted me back. This is the end of the road, Galvatron. <laughs> and then this popped right up. That's it. <laughs> he just throws he, him to space. He's gonna be back. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, mm. Most of them come back. Even the ones that die. Did you ever watch the seasons after that? No, I've only watched a couple episodes of the original season. Okay. And they give Unicron some major heartburn that makes his head fall off. You cannot destroy my destiny. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's some acid reflux right there, right? <laughs> and the bubbly guts <laughs> well I actually like it when he's like literally like ripping himself apart uh -huh. because he's trying to get at the thing inside of him because it's like I'm dying I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get this what's out what's the thing inside of him the, the matrix, matrix the matrix oh so Oh, oh, because he because it was activated. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I also find it kind of funny because there's multiple characters that try to use the, the Matrix throughout the movie, and like you have Ultra Magnus who tries to use this. It's like, well, I'm I'm clearly the chosen successor. It's like, ah, 
Ah, and then he just gets his ass blasted. <laughs> Let me see if I can find that part. I thought you were going to bring that up. Um, and then and then Megatron, or Galvatron, he tries to use, he's like, it's shit. <laughs> it's not working. He gets himself sucked in the Unicron. Unicron's like, what are you trying to do to me? <laughs> and then, you know, Hot Rod, it, which actually was kind of cool. Like, he's the least likely person to get it, mm-hmm. right? But, uh, and I get this, this. It's a goofy movie. It's made for toys and everything, to buy toys. But it's like, he does have guilt. Over what happened to Optimus, because he blames himself for his death. Oh, because because uh, at one point in in the movie, you see like Optimus yeah. is like on, like uh, like I'm about to kill Megatron, but then Hot Rod's like, oh, I'll get in there too, and then Megatron grabs him, and then Dex gets his gun and shoots him. Oh, and so okay. Hot Rod blames himself. Yeah, yeah. Through through his death, and so he's kind of dealing with that guilt, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, but. Despite that, you you can grow to be a great leader. And I, I kind of like that message. Okay, that's movie. actually, he's right. That's not a bad narrative moment in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and has a lot more heart and, and character than the, those Michael Bay movies do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's right about, yeah, I forgot about that, that people trying to use They're it. trying to constantly <laughs> use it. <laughs> and, <laughs> getting blown up. <laughs> yeah, and, and Optimus gave uh, uh, Ultra Magnus, Ultra Magnus that, that big speech talking mm-hmm. about he was the one. Yeah. Oh, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> you got the touch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Another will rise. Oh, that's right, when he yeah. died. When he gave yeah. that big speech, yeah, yeah, yeah he gave yeah. it to him. He's like, nah, you, you got this, Ultra Magnus. Open. Damn it, open! Oh, there you go. There right. you go. There you go. <laughs> no, it's like Excalibur. Prime, you said the Matrix would light our darkest hour. Magnus, <laughs> I want the Matrix. Never. We exterminate him. Come on, Matrix. Go, <laughs> oh, yeah. Die. Die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> His head comes off. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. I mean, Optimus did say an Autobot. He didn't say Ultra Magnus. <laughs> he weren't listening. But he to gave me. it to me. <laughs> he said him. Up. He did. Yeah. I was the chosen one. <laughs> and he's also right. Yeah, he's the Hot Rod is the one that did kind of get. Uh, uh, Optimus killed, killed man. Yeah. yeah, because because Optimus had to drop on Megatron, he did. man. Yeah, and Megatron with the thing that Megatron, the Optimus doesn't know is that you know Megatron's always scheming. There's a gun down there uh, in the debris. In the debris, yeah, it's buried under like that ledge right there. Now plead for it. I thought you were made of sterner stuff. No, you don't, Megatron. Out of the way, no. Lord. Oh, see, there you go. He yeah. Peter quilled that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should yep. did. So he feels guilt yeah. throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. So that's why you have a really good moment where he redeems himself mm-hmm. at the end. Oh, then he gives a pretty weak speech before the movie just wraps up. Let this mark the end of the Cybertronian Wars as we march forward to a new age of peace and happiness. Till all are one. Till all are one. <laughs> Whatever that means. Like, well, he's new. Look at you, Stewie. Make him happy. Brown used to make some great speeches. <laughs> no, no, no. Good, good job, Rodimus. <laughs> yeah, all is all in one. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that means. Um, he's working on it. There's a, and I like the way the movie ends with the. Uh, Unicron's head. Oh yeah, his head's the moon now. It's funny because he ate the two other moons. Yeah. So it became what he ate. Hey, you are what you eat, right? <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> there he is.
Oh, it just cuts off right there. Yeah, that's it. It just cuts off there, man. That's right after you gave that speech. Mm -hmm. No dignity. No, no, just his head, just them severed head just flowing around as a moon on this planet here. Uh, Yeah, man. But uh, you know what? Like I said, this movie just, it's unique. It doesn't, it all, it doesn't all work, you know. If we go by classic storytelling, if we go by what we think makes a good movie and whatnot, but just being his own, you know, attempted to be his own thing. Yeah. Just being something different. It's, listen, it's, 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 it's far from perfect, but I've, you know, after watching this movie for, for a second time, and I'll see, and again, seeing things like Bumblebee, it's like, okay, there is stuff you can get from this property and you can adapt. You could do great things with mm-hmm. it. And it's like, this movie was just, it was ahead of its time, but it was working within a framework where it was already difficult. Mm-hmm. Hasbro wanted this. You know, it's probably maybe even shouldn't have been a, a film. Like if they actually did this over the course of like an entire season, you would have yeah. given time and, yeah. and more context yeah, and yeah. things. But I don't know, for what it is, I, I, I have an appreciation for it. You know, and it shows me like, okay, you can do a lot of cool things with this property. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. they will do that someday. Yeah. Like, I definitely understand why people would hate this. I get it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even argue with them on that. I, I gladly understand that. But it was just something about this movie, man. It was, again, it's the unique nature of it, the novelty of it. Mm. This, this, All these things coming together that probably shouldn't have, but did. Mm. And it made something kind of special, if you ask me. And... Even if you're not into the story or anything, I think the animation, while it's not, you know, it's not on Disney levels or it's not great, but the way people love animated day, man, you can just put this on the background. Mm. It's 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 yeah. almost psychedelic. <clears throat> yeah. And his visuals here. Watch this while high. Yeah, you can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. play this in the ba- in, at a bar while you know it, while it plays in the background. You can watch this while you know you're stoned on gummies or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's it's really something that's just cool to look at. I would. Now that I've seen it, I think I might be playing this in the background sometimes when I'm just not wanting to pay attention to something, but want something busy behind me. And I also think that, you know, there are other parts of the soundtrack that did work. Um, Like that, uh, the the dare to be stupid part of it. Oh, the one with Weird, is that Weird Al? It's the one with Weird Al, yeah. That's the part of the movie I don't like. (laughs) That's the part that I'm like, all right, this is is a little too easy. I you know I, I kind of got tonal whiplash from that scene. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I think I liked it because because for one, I just I, I think I appreciated that it wasn't a bunch of like heavy metal playing at the time, and it, it fit the scene. You know, they they mm. it fit the character of those junk bots that were. <laughs> that's, that's where it comes <laughs> in. And, and you know what? And Chris is not lying. It's silly. It's, it's a it's a badly written scene. Yeah, it is. But in a movie that is so dark. It's kind of fun to have like this part where they lighten up a little bit, and uh, maybe I just like the song. I don't know. Plus, it just kind of describes the story of the movie. So. Dare to be stupid. Yeah, it kind of just, just kind of sums up the film itself. But I, I, I still, I still have a, I, I see things in the movie that I didn't really see before, where I I can have a lot of harsh criticism criticism for the film. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff in here that brought back a lot of good memories for me, for this movie. And I I think I really did enjoy it, man, uh, watching the second time around. I had a lot of fun with this. So yeah, you know, if, uh, if you haven't seen it in a while and you love Transformers, check it out. It was, I had fun watching it. Definitely see more flaws than I did the first time though, but I'm an adult now. I saw it when I was 15. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this, man, after kind of... I know you didn't see the whole thing, but you saw it years ago in the theater. Yeah, yeah, years ago. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like the the things you guys are pointing out about it. Uh, 
I do think that, say, if you were to take what works with this and do it, adapt it to these live action movies, mm-hmm. it would be more about like like these stories that that we get with the Transformers. It feels like it's the same thing over and over and over mm-hmm. again. But here is an actual like these are the adventures of these robots mm-hmm. and what they go through back and forth with the war and the and it's really about them and the the humans are tertiary you know they're here to help but it's really about the robots whereas with the other ones whenever the robots come in it's, it's it gets boring yeah and and it's repetitive and it's always the all spark or the, the whatever the new thing is I forgot um, so I don't know it I. It's one of those where I think what you could take from this and make good, Hasbro doesn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah, but very well said. I yeah. agree. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, let me see here. Sebastian Razzo says, is Transformers too stupid? Well, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> so I want to ask your opinion on the Transformers franchise, particularly if you think the franchise is able to grow beyond its roots as a toy commercial. I'm a huge Transformers fan and was raised by the Bay films, but I learned to love the franchise and all its iterations, especially G1. Good man. However, I feel that the Bay films, while reviving the franchise in 2007 to the general public, have given the franchise a bad reputation. Now with uh, Return of the Beast proving to be at least decent and Bumblebee being a nice iteration of an E.T. story, do you think the franchise is going in a good direction? Or are its roots in being toys, are toy focused, makes it difficult to have good narratives akin to something like the MCU for future films, shows, et cetera? It's a great yeah. question. Yeah. Um, yeah I, uh, right now, yeah, I feel like it is going the, in the wrong direction. Uh, personally, I, I did not like Rise of the Beast. I don't think it's as bad as maybe the the latter Michael Bay films, Revenge of the Fallen, um, but I felt like, whereas Bumblebee was a step in the right direction, the movie did have heart. Mm-hmm. It did bring in, in a lot of the stuff that people loved about those original cartoons <clears> and <throat> in the stories and things. Like, wow, your country, this was respect. This one, I feel like, did away with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's, that's disappointing. It felt like, eh, hey, we're just gonna hear about, do references, and we're gonna bring these characters, but not really know what to do with any of them, mm-hmm. like the Maximals in this case. And so, no, I agree with you. It, 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 I feel like it's not in the right direction, especially what they set up at the end, which I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm like, that doesn't have me excited. That just means it's going to give even more confusion and it'll be uh, more over, over the top and, and ridiculous and, and, and stupid, as you said. Um, but the thing is like, yeah, you can do things with this property. I'm saying this is someone who's not a big Transformers fan. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this, hey, I've been exposed more to this. I'm like, I have a greater appreciation for it. And I'm frustrated because, I'm as probably as frustrated as other Transformers fans now because they've been seeing this property bastardized. And we did a review like a year and a half, like two years ago, mm-hmm. Rooster Teeth did an animated series for Transformers. I, mean, I didn't feel like a toy commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? I like that, yeah. And that was where it was like, it was like a dark prequel uh-huh, series uh-huh. and where like Optus wasn't the leader. He was like constantly questioning himself. Bumblebee was like a mercenary. I was like, there you go. Yeah. But that was because, you know, the Hasbro's like, ah, yeah, give them the Rooster Teeth. Have them something. But they did something special with it. So it's possible. It is possible. But for these big films, I feel like Hasbro, they want so much control. They, they won't they let experimentation. They want control. Yes. And they, they don't want to take any chances. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a lot of money on the line. Yeah. So, yeah, the only way you're going to get something cool is like an animated Netflix series. Exactly. Yeah. They'll play it safe. <clears throat> yeah. I I did like Rise of the Beast, but I only liked it in, in terms of just being a kid's movie for a summer film. Uh, I think I think that with every movie, including uh, Bumblebee, I think that they can tell better stories. But yes, to answer your question, just, you know, very straightforward and simple. Yeah, because they have to sell toys, they are they're always going to be held back. You know, the, the bigger the budgets are, the more restrained they're going to be. 
the more they're going to be about trying to bring people into movies, the more they're going to be trying to cast uh, human actors who are going to yeah. uh, draw people in, they feel, uh, making voice actors, uh, notice, you know, uh, bringing in people who are, you know, big names to do voices. Uh, yeah, it's always going to be more controlled by a studio and a toy company than it is by the writers. Because they could write something very good for this. Well, you just mentioned that, that what you mentioned for Netflix sounded great. Mm -hmm. It was. Yeah, it's yeah, a nice saw of it. Yeah, yeah. We saw it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, so yeah, I don't think that they're always going to be beholden to selling toys, man. They're never going to be able to write anything, you know, great as far as that's going to be the priority. Yeah.